everybody welcome to the one where um, on the buttons today we've got a substitute mr vittorio angeloni how we doing I'm doing good, man. Like, so how, we'll get to the guest in a minute, but how's the signing up for the work in progress coming? Uh, it's going all right. Um, I've done one work in progress of the solo show, uh, which is a bit, it's good. Like, cause I kind of did it to be like, is this a show? Is there a show in this kind of narrative idea that I had? Mm. And, and, and I think there is, and I'm going to take it to Edinburgh and, and, and see how we get on, I guess. Okay. Like, do you know, I'll, for you, I'll put the I'll put the link to the thing in the show notes and stuff. So we'll try and move you some tickets. Oh, sick! Thank you very much, man. No worries, man. You're gonna be okay. All right. So uh, this has been a long time coming, really. Uh, welcome to the show, Ashley Gorman. How are you, you, sir? Yeah, mate. Sweet, huh? made it finally. You look. This is the smartest I've ever seen you. Because I've gone into a show straight after there. Oh, where you go? Um, what's oh, my show? Oh, oh, just your own. All right, nice. Just are you, a regular show. Are you hosting it or? Are you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Uh, so that's at South Kent, right? Mm-hmm. Sweet to bits. Who's on the lineup tonight? Tonight. Well, obviously not tonight because we're not releasing it until then. But at uh, this present moment, <laughs> who's on tonight? Oh, God, I should know this. Should <laughs> um, do you know what? I can't remember. <laughs> I've got it written down though. Uh-huh. I know Luke Craig's on. Um, who else is on? I'm trying to think. Josh Balf, Hannah Brisenden, uh, Laura McMahon. That's, that's a, all I can remember. That's a fucking strong lineup, dude. That's all I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah, be a good night. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things we want to get into before we get into the main before we get into the main thing. The you know the sitcom, the pilot, everything like that. Um, I want to get into your mind a little bit actually. This is this is a, I feel like it's a very rare moment where someone actually gets to know you a little bit. All right. Um, where you grew up in Northwest London, right? Can you grow up in the same manner? Very close. You grew up. Um, but, I, even brought up, I grew up in Childhill, Cricklewood. Oh, okay. So yeah. not too, not too far. Um, how did you? How was it for you growing up as a mixed race kid in that area? Yeah, I mean, do you know what? From the age of like, I mean, I was hanging around in the streets from like four years old or something. <laughs> from the age of like four to till 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 about eleven, till about twelve, mm. right? there, there was no there was no color. Do you know I mean, like no one, we didn't speak about color. It was only when we got into our secondary school, colour became a thing. Yeah. You know, certain people hang around with certain people, and it was lo- it was a bit like that. Mm. But I was that like, friends with everyone. You know what I mean? That's a, that's that's exact, I think that's kind of similar to my experience as well because you don't really see, and when you're like four to like ten or whatever, you don't really see colour. But then as you get older, there's a little bit. Of, I'm speaking as my from my experience, right? You kind of are in a bit of a oh, who am I kind yeah. of thing. Burnt Oaks, I don't know if you know, Burnt Oak was proper racist. Mm, you know what I mean? I, I, it's only when I got older, <laughs> when I realised that some of them words that them people were saying were racist words. I didn't even know. You know? It's only when I started working on the building site. Yeah. I was like, oh, when he was saying that, he meant that, yeah. prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get called racist words which weren't actually your ethnicity? Uh, you don't I, need to say um, the racist words on here, but like... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say the word. I think, I've been called probably... Everything, man. yeah, yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, but I've been called everything, like you know, um, yeah, from all different races. Well, that's man. the thing when we look yeah. like us, right? We get a special kind of racism because they don't know exactly where to call. They don't yeah. exactly what to call us. Yeah, I remember before I was in Burger King in Edgware, and some kid come up to me, and he's like, you know, that when when they just when they first brought out the 
pay as you go mm. phone and shit. Yeah, I, yeah, had, yeah. I had it on the side. Don't ask me why. I'm, <laughs> so I'm stupid. I've got it on the side of me. I'm eating my fucking waffle. This guy just came and picked it up. Like, I was like, mate, put, fucking put my phone back. And then he turned around and this is a black guy. He turned around and said to me, shut up, you're just a little white boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Fucking hell. That is, that's insane. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. I mean, I was with three other white guys, but I don't yeah. white. Do you know what I mean? No. We're kind of beige, and that's yeah, kind of a... Yeah, 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 mixed race. <laughs> um, so where did the hustle mentality come in? Because that's... From speaking to other people about you, like when your name has come up, that is the word that people used to say, just a freaking hustler. Yeah. At what age did that kind of click for you? Probably, you know what? We, it was from well young. Do you know, funny enough, you know what? It's Halloween now. Mm. Like, we used to... What we used to do, we sang around on the road. Do you know Blessberry Road? Yeah, yeah. We used to hang around there. There was about 15 of us, right? And what we used to do is we used to knock on people's doors and say, like, with a bucket and a sponge and some fairy washing up, they mm. say, like, do you want us to wash your car and charge you money? So we used to do that. And then we used to do, like, penny for the guy in fucking August. <laughs> Start <laughs> trick-or-treating in July. <laughs> do you know what I mean? To get money. So it was just, like, from even from that. And then in school, I was, like, you know doing naughty things to get money. As soon as I found there was no other way you could get money, do you know what I mean? So Selling sweets, yeah? Selling sweets. Yeah, yeah selling <laughs> sweets. Smokable herbal sweets. Um, and then I started work. I started working when I was still in Edgeware. I was working mm. in a... in a, um, Do you remember Cafe Edge in Edgeware? I do remember Cafe yeah, Edge, yeah. yeah. I, worked, I worked in the kitchen, the kitchen portal there. That was a proper... That was on some proper shady gang. How, how old were you then? I was 15. Jesus. Yeah, that I saw some stuff there. That was crazy... That place there was mad. Like, um, yeah, I was working there, except for, I don't know, up until I was 16. And then from 16, I was on building sites. Mm. I was working. In, I don't know, I long stint in retail as well. Yeah, 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 I don't know the retail. I just always worked, man. Just get money, mate. So, what, mate. what got you into the kitchen port stuff? I family friend. My uncle knew the guy that mm. owned it. So that's how I got into it in mm. there. But it was all right. It was like... It was a right dodgy place, but, you know, it's fun to work there. I, think I, met, I met my first girlfriend there as well, you know. I mean? Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was nice. But then, like, most of it, I'm not going to lie, up until very recently, a lot of the places in Edgeware, a lot of the places in Edgeware were a bit dodge. Yeah. Do you know what? I took my son on the drive last Friday, mm. and we went all around Burnt Oak, all around Edgeware. It's changed, mate. It's like, everything's shut. I know. There's, like, the, I think there was, like, one pub in Burnt Oak, maybe two, mm. two pubs in Burnt Oak, same as in Edgeware, I think there's you got the three wishes, and then yeah. one the Masons is now the Masons has burned down. Yeah. It burned down about uh, it burned down about two weeks ago. Because you see, I was wow. oh then it was three weeks ago I went on the it, drive. Then yeah, yeah. Was, I I'm not gonna say too much about where I work, but I work very close to the Edgeware Burnt Oak area, oh, okay. and like we had to because there was a massive bus diversion and stuff like we had to get kids to different places but yeah that's that was a staple man yeah that was the first place where i could get a pint <laughs> kid 13 years old i bet you i mean i remember we used to go in there we hmm. used to drink you know i mean how much was a pint i think a pint there weren't even two pounds back in when i was 13. do you know what i mean i remember there was me and a few dads we used to go in there friday night that was the times, mate. Mason's arms. And then mm. it was a shisha, wasn't it? A shisha bar. At some point, yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, flash forward a bit. Like, when did you start thinking about the comedy side of things? It's actual stand-up comedy. I, you know what? I got into stand-up comedy when I was in a dark place. 
Like I was like, didn't we all? Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, I think every story of everyone's life. And I, I think, like, you know what? I was in a bad place. My mental health was bad. I was like, mm. you know, like, I don't like saying it because of my son, but I was like, kind of like suicidal. Like, I didn't, I'd given up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want me to uh, edit that out? Please, uh, nah, I don't know. You sure? Yeah, All right, cool. I mean, uh, I, I'm saying I feel, I feel guilty saying it. Okay. He knows. I, I've had this conversation with him. Okay. And um, yeah, I was feeling like really low. And um, I met a guy and I, I was in Thailand at one point and I met a guy and he told me that he went through a thing where he was feeling low and he said he was listening to this the Joe Rogan Experience podcast mm-hmm. so then I started listening to an episode of that with Russell Brand and mm-hmm. Joe Rogan and then after that episode I, I liked the episode and then I just started writing I wrote a story you know it's not even funny the story mm-hmm. you know what I mean like, I think about it now it's not even funny I just wrote this five minute story and then jumped on the train to the Lions Den in Piccadilly Circus. And oh, then, nice. And then, yeah, and, and then I was just going to the Lions Den and writing a different five minutes every week. And, you know, it was like pay to play as well. I was going to ask you, yeah. Pound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I'm glad that I did it, mate. You know what I mean? It changed my life, you know? What was the Lions Den like back then? I've never, I've, hands up, I've never actually done it. I've just heard the stories. It was, it was, there'd be like about 20 acts, no word of that paid um, five pound and it was busy. Hmm. I mean, there'd be audience there as well, you know what I mean? It's a good place for a new comedian to go. I mean, I yeah. didn't mind. I'd rather, you know what? Nowadays, if I had a choice between, if I was going to an open mic and I had a choice, I'd rather pay to play than go to a bringer, you know, because it's easier to pay a fiver than it is mm. for someone to go with you. Do you know what I mean? That is true. That is true. Like, um, I'm not going to say, like, do you know what? Fuck bringers. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to yeah. be diplomatic about it, but then I was like, no. It's weird that we are the only. Pl- I don't know. Victoria, do they do bringers in Ireland? or? Uh, not really. Okay. No, and it's very London. But even outside of London in England. Yeah, they don't they, yeah. North, do they? Yeah. They're, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 Not, not even like, not just in North, but in like Brighton, they don't do it. South, in certain, anywhere but yeah. London, you don't get bringers. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie because we're sitting there. Well, my, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I changed my Wednesday at, like at South Kent. I changed the Wednesday and the Thursday, but I can't even get the message up. I even okay. sent it to someone the other day. I said, look, after this one runs out, we're not gonna do it. Do you know what it was? Mm. I, I'm at uni and I was worried about having to promote it. Yeah. But we've been getting so many people coming. We don't we don't need to have a bringer now because we are getting the real audience. Not being, yeah. No disrespect to the bringers, but it's not a good look when we've got. This audience coming, and then they're like, "Why is there twenty acts on them? Why are they all sh- not not very good?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, but I just think I was talking to another promoter about this the other day, right? And they do create a full sense of positivity. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're friendly, aren't they? Do it's too so fucking friendly, yeah. and like they and I've and I've experienced this, right? Yeah. If you you do enough, if you do enough of them, and you go to but well, you go to somewhere else. It's completely different. Yeah, like, that's die it. On your ass. If you keep doing bringers, because it's a friendly, supportive audience, you think mm. you're going to smash it. As soon as you go and do a... Well, chances are, if you're not the first room, the second room you go and do after that, mm. you're going to die. That's it. Yeah, you're going to die because it's not going to be friendly. Mm. I mean, it's either going to be a paying audience, you know, just the audience that come to see proper comedy. You know? Yeah. So what made you actually start... So did you, you started with South Kent, didn't you? Was yeah. that, or was that your, Where was your first room that you actually built up yourself? Um, I was uh, I did I was doing the Lions Den, mm-hmm. and then I ended up in um, a hostel in Watford, and there was only one gig out in Watford, which is Yellow Comedy, and I couldn't get on there. 
So I started doing. I, you know what? I didn't just it's typical me. I didn't start with one gig. I was doing three. Gigs. <laughs> I had um. I was doing the comedy loft in Watford on a Friday night. I was doing the Malloys mm. in Watford on a. I think it was a Tuesday night. And then oh yeah, mm. and then Odd Fellows in Hemel Hempstead on a Thursday night. So I was doing three off the bat. Like literally, I'd only been doing comedy about a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so yeah, we just started doing that. Was that was the comedy loft before Just the Tonic took it over, or was that? No, it was Just the Tonic. Because okay. what it is, they they only had it running on a Saturday night, mm. and I went in and told them that I've been doing comedy for years. Yeah. And I'd only been doing it about a week. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they give it to me, and it was a disaster anyway. You know, I went round with like flyers, and I handed them all out in the um, shopping centre there, mm. you know, all up and down the street. But like, it wasn't very busy do you know what I mean we didn't do it for long and then how I ended up in South Kensington at South Kensington Comedy Club is I moved from the hostel to Burnt Oak mm-hmm. and then I ended up um, I was I was driving and stuff still then by the yeah. way so I was driving past the Hoop and Toy mm-hmm. and then I ran in and spoke to the um, assistant manager and asked her if I could do a comedy night Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and that's how it happened oh sweet um, so that's been going since about 2015, am I right? 2015-ish. 20, uh, July 2017. 2017. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, that's a real, that's a really, that's good going to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. If we had the, I mean, remember, cause we got shut down though, didn't we? Mm. Um, Paddy's day, March, uh, 2020 cause of the COVID thing. Yeah. And then obviously all the restrictions. That's when we went to Fulham Comedy Club. Yeah. Started doing that there for a while until once all the restrictions got properly lifted, mm. then we went back to um, South Kent and it was it was kind of slow. I even said it to Victoria when I saw him last time. I was saying to him, like, it's not like it used to be. Mm. But now it's like it used to be. Like, I mean, like, you know, it's busy. In fact, it's busier than it used to mm. be. But we don't have any tourist trade. That's no. the thing. But that's why I think it would be good maybe when all these other restrictions like lifted and stuff but mm. yeah it's going all right you know I've, got, I mean? I've got to say i went down i was there a couple month a month and a bit ago and i like the downstairs i really like the downstairs bit yeah because it, it it does they've just done it up which is nice yeah. they've moved us again upstairs oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they moved us yeah because you know what it is they've got a lot of christmas bookings and stuff so yeah moved us. but to be honest with you mate well right, i've said this before that i'm you know i'm in uni at the moment mm. right and I only really want to do this. I mean, like running open mics and all that. I only really want to do it to get me through uni and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be, like, if I see him at this time next year, I don't want to still be doing that. Do you know what I mean? That's okay. Just, yeah. It is fun, but I've, I've, I'm turning 40. I've, I've done it now. You look good, though. You know? <laughs> I don't feel it, mate. I don't uh, feel it. Why? Why do you feel it? Why do you feel yeah. it? No, I feel 40. I definitely okay. feel 40. Yeah, but like, yeah, I want to, um, like I said, I want to try and move away from it, but. Hmm. we'll see so where does that okay so moving away from it like where does that where do you think you're going well i'm chasing the dream and i'm trying to get into into writing at the moment that's mm. what i'm doing at the moment that's why i went to uni yeah i went there to it was in hindsight i didn't need to go to uni <laughs> you know now i've done it and i'm in my fight even the final year i was going to my mate shall I go back i don't really need to i've done what i wanted to do you know which was like you know um learn how to write a script properly mm. and you know and, and now it's just a case of just doing it you know yeah. it's the same with stand-up you know like when you if you look at your first five minutes i assume it was five minutes yeah. You know, yeah when you wrote your first five minutes if you look back now it's proper cringe oh, i hate it yeah but you know you can write something better now yeah 
it's I'm like that with any every I'm like that with actually everything I've ever written. Mm. Like even something I wrote last week, I look at it this week and I'm like fucking hell that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so I'm always growing. I've actually put I haven't really applied myself with stand up, but with this I'm applying myself. I'm on it. Do you know what I mean? On it, on it. Okay. So why do you think you didn't need to go to uni for writing? Because it's, it's just got to do it, man. You can yeah. breathe. The best thing to do with um, if if you want to do screenwriting, in my opinion, I don't know what a, a professional would say, but in my opinion, for my you opinion, are a professional. Right <laughs> now, dude. What I would say is YouTube, yeah, mm. and two books. There's two books. One by Mark Beltros called mm. The Craft of Character, and um, I become friends with him now. I just reached out to him, and like he's like my unofficial mentor i speak to him most days and that he's so sound mm. uh, um and the other one is sid field's mm. um the, def- the definitive guide of screenwriting yeah where the sid field one will help you with the mechanics of screenwriting and the mechanics of the script and stuff like that mm. and whereas mark's book uh, the craft of character will help you more with your story and your, and your character development and stuff like that mm. that's a lot. so it's good to read both and then literally i've watched every there's nothing on YouTube I haven't seen. I've watched everything. Like, I'll just put it... Even now, like, a couple of days ago, I put it on because I haven't watched them. Watched them, and I watched another one that must have just gone on there. This was... Uh, who was this guy? I can't remember his name. You know what I mean? But you just put, put screenwriting into YouTube, and it brings it up. That's yeah. all you... So anyway, that's my point. You don't need to go to uni to do this. I thought when I was going to uni, I was going to meet a bunch of like-minded people, like, you know, and it isn't like nope. that. <laughs> yeah. It's not been like that at all, no. Do you think, though, like, cause this is the same, I'm going to ask this, I'm, this yeah. is the kind of how I feel about comedy courses yeah. as well as writing, because I did a comedy course that got me started. Do you think that without going to uni, even if you don't think you needed it necessarily to get the ideas out, do you think with the financial incentive, it gave you a bit of a push? Do you know what? I was having a discussion last night with a friend and he, he actually said it to me. He said, but it gets you mm. kind of active and thinking. And I suppose, yeah, I suppose it's good in that way. I mean, I suppose it's it's good in that way. It has made me more on it because I have to. Yeah. You know, I know I've got a deadline where I have to put a script in. Like at the moment, I've got to do an adaptation of a book or a video game or something mm. like that everyone's picked their idea i still haven't even got mine <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what i'm going to do but i've got to adapt that and then another project i've got to do um which is my end of year project which mm. is a feature film and i've got certain deadlines and dates where that so basically i had to put in the synopsis um on monday the 12th of october mm. it was the first or second monday in october i can't remember and um and then now the next thing is i've got a say what my title definitely is in february yeah and i've got like three hours of meetings with my i've got they give you a, a tutor, tutor don't yeah, they? yeah 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 so i've got to keep me having meetings with her so yeah in that way it's good mm. in that way it's good Sweet. but i still think that you know if you don't want to go to uni you don't have to no of course yeah. not yeah definitely not but i think with that you do need to have a lot of resilience and a lot of like the ability to actually go and look for the thing you want, isn't yeah. it? If that if that makes sense. I just I think I just spied off a lot of brain fart just there. For a <laughs> also as well, I forgot to say, watching as well, watching stuff. I watch so much. Do you know what I mean? So I've watched so much TV. I mean, but I won't watch something if I if I unless I feel I'm gonna learn something from it. Yeah. Like I just finished watching this is us. Now, this, oh, seen it, dude. Shut up. <laughs> I, I haven't seen. I've, oh. I'm, I'm about two seasons behind. Oh, okay. But 
I I am in love with that show. Yeah. That did makes you cry? Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It, it hasn't made me cry yet. But did you? You know, in the pilot episode, like I don't care. I'm spoiling. I'm gonna spoil this. If you haven't seen it, it's about five years old. Catch up. Um, have you have you seen it, Victoria? No. This is us. Okay. Cool. I don't even know what it is. It's on Amazon. But okay, cool. Um, did you get the twist? I'm not gonna say what it is. The in the pilot episode, did you? You know how it all kind of uh, comes together. Yeah, no, no, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I was like, "Oh, this is oh sick!" Yeah. And then that Thank was it. You. My, the, like I said, my mentor told me to watch that. I ended up watching. I watched all of them. Yeah, like, literally. Bearing in mind they're eighteen episodes per season. Yeah, I watched them like in I'd say two and a half weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? All of them. Yeah. How good two is Mandy Moore in that? Yeah. Oh, she's great, man. I, they're all great. They're all great, but. Like, with her, because she is, even though she's playing the same character, she's playing the same character at two different stages yeah, of their life. That's her. And I didn't clock that until the, until about three episodes in. I was like, holy yeah. mackerel. Yeah, it's so good. You know, that's the other thing as well. My mentor told me that if you want to learn how to write, you know, like multiple plots and character mm. depth, watch that. And you know what? I feel just that as well. Just through watching that, I feel like I learned so much. Mm. I wish I'd have, like, watched that. Come up with it. I wish I'd have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. But I wish I'd have watched that before I'd, um, like, wrote anything, you know? Because now, but I mean, now I've got that, you know what I mean? I've got that in my arsenal. I know a better way to do things. Like, the way they do it is great. Mm. Like, I, like that, well, for, for, um, for, for for story and I think for characters and stuff. Yeah. I think that and Modern Family are the two main are the two things that you need to watch, just because if they mar together comedy and drama so well. Yeah. Modern Family is great as well. I I watched the first couple of seasons. I need to get into that. You know what I mean properly. But it's great. It's on it's on Disney Plus, man. You got time, man. You got it's time. On, it's on Netflix. Uh, not all of it's on Netflix, but it's all on. Uh, no, because they got eleven seasons. They got like nine of them on. The last one, oh, well, my son told me the other day, uh, maybe he's got it wrong. He told, me, <laughs> he said to me, the last season's just gone onto Netflix. The last has ever it? season has it. Yeah. Oh, okay, I might be wrong then. Well, I'll probably yeah. fucking wrong then. I don't yeah. mind. Have you watched it? All? I've seen. I was. I caught. I was watching it as America was as as America was oh, watching it. So yeah, all of it. But yeah, fantastic screenwriting stuff. So yeah. I've got a question for you. Um, what? Is the difference because you showed me the the proof of concept for Demonte, mm. right? What's the difference between a proof of concept for a show and a pilot episode? A pilot episode is when the it's, you normally make what you normally do is what they normally do is they you write a script mm. and what people tend to do nowadays is I don't think they've always done this but what they tend to do nowadays is make a proof of concept which is usually a mm. proof of concept is usually only a couple of scenes like two scenes or maybe even one scene like Ricky Gervais done it with The Office have you yeah. ever seen the proof if you go on YouTube it's on YouTube proof of concept for The Office and it's normally one scene but what I did is when I started doing my one I had a 30 minute script and my original plan of it I was going to actually the original plan was I was going to actually just self make it all mm. you know like self make it all and then just release it episode by episode by episode and then when I realised how hard it was <laughs> and, how, and how difficult it is to bring something like that together to a professional standard mm. I was like you know what we're going to cut this down 
make it the best possible version that we can yeah and make it a proof of concept so then it introduces the characters a bit it introduces the world mm. and then that way if anyone was interested in it they a producer that is interested say if they was interested in say option in it which like you know yeah you know, when they give you a bit of money yeah, yeah, yeah. hold on to it. so what they'll what they'll do is is shape it for you they'll tell you how they want it to be so that's basically what it is i mean mine's 20 minutes that's way too long for a proof of concept you know what i mean but it's there you know again there's so many things i'd do different now mm. when i watch it but it's done okay i I'm, i've got to say man i was really ca- i'm not saying this is what you want but i was genuinely captivated by it yeah you, are you oh, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm doing my homework yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. yeah you watched it <laughs> um like you've got so many people from the comedy from the co- not just from the comedy scene but like from like up and coming acting scene um i'm just gonna read them off now so you've got um Br- uh, brindley Ter- brindley terrence anna clifford lauren uh, dolan uh michael Kadiri, Mas- um and to name and you've got some other cameos as well yeah. from people from the i'm not gonna ruin it but i was very very happy to see a certain someone as a dri- as a driver in yeah, a yeah, in a yeah, scene. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh yeah, Raj. Yeah. Um, but so, how hard was it to get Anna Clifford to do the so, to to do the scenes that she was doing? Because that was she gets put through the works, man. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? It, it, do you know whether she's great to work with as well? She's mm. a proper professional, man. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, um, you know, there's a scene in it where there's a dance scene in it. Yeah. And I was like, when you come tomorrow, make sure you wear shorts. And she's like, I yeah. don't give a fuck. <laughs> she said, but I'll wear some anyway. Like, she's I mean. But now she's cool. She's really professional. And she's, I thought she was great. Like, she's really good. Do you know that character? She plays a character called Abby. And it's mm-hmm. based on an Irish girl called Abby, who actually, who actually was a sex worker. Yeah. Um, and she just, she plays her really, she's never met her or anything. <laughs> but she plays her really well. Do you know what I mean? She played it really well. So. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, that's that going to be my next question, actually. So, how autobiographical is the show? Is the is the is the show? Oh, it's it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's basically um, when I, funny enough, when I just got into comedy, yeah, a friend of mine, she was she was an escort, and she said to me, "Oh, we're looking for drivers and stuff," and I was like, "I don't want to do it." <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, fuck it, I'll do it." You know, what I mean, it's money. And I was literally going to shows with me and the people I was driving with and bringing them to shows with me, and we were just see the first half and then go back up to say if they had a job or mm. something but like the the main character in Diamante is based loosely on me but it's not me yeah you know it's just like i just did that job and abby is based loosely and that's it that's it that re that similar scenario that that really happened yeah like that happened where i was looking after this girl abby and then she went into this guy's place and then um they end up getting into an argument and then she ends up calling for me to mm. like to go back and rescue her in this house and then and that's the marcus tisson character yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but yeah yeah but we we really we really like in in diamante we tone it down yeah it, it's like it's not like anything like it was in real life in real life it's really serious no we make it a bit more light-hearted well that's a that's a comedy end of the day yeah. it's a comedy and yeah. it's a well it's a it fits really. It's a drama. It's a. It's a. It's got comedy in. It. I, I class it as a drama. It's a comedy drama. Yeah. Drama D. Drama D. Oh god. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. Oh, yeah, I hate yeah. that word. I yeah, hate yeah, that yeah. word. Like, yeah, yeah. it's so American. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I agree because it does fit yeah. really nicely in between with the in the comedy yeah. thing. Comedy thing drama. Like, it is something that I would expect to see on BBC iPlayer right on BBC iPlayer right now. 
Yeah. I right. picture it to be like, like you said, the eye picture, something like that. Not that, like I said, not that exact version, but if it was to get ever mm. picked up, it's with people at the moment. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, it's, that's the thing of what I love about stand up, right? You write, say if you write something in stand up, mm. go on stage, instant feedback, they laugh or they don't laugh. Yeah. With this whole, this is what I'm getting used to. TV and film and production companies mm. with them it takes months. Yeah. It takes months. Like I gave someone um a script and I thought, oh they don't like that. And then three months later they come back to me. You know, like it was three months and like at the moment I'm not gonna I don't wanna say the companies, but it's with quite a few. And even on fr- Friday, yeah, Friday no, was it Thursday or Friday? Thursday, someone messaged me and I was like I've given up on that person because I, yeah. like, I was like, they probably thought it was rubbish, you know what I mean? And she's messaged me back saying, oh, you know, we're just really busy and things take time. Did you send it? Did you send the proof of concept to them or did you send the script? No, you can't do that, you know, because they don't they don't accept unsolicited script. And that's the good thing about what that proof of concept Diamante done for me. Because what used to happen before mm. is I'd write stuff and then no one would talk to me because there's yeah. a million, million writers out there, you know, like you know, what makes you any different to anyone else? But where I went and I put that production together with an independent production company myself, she would do their productions. And um, it looks good for a proof of concept. Mm. It got me indoors. So once they said that, they was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, this guy must be serious. Okay, send us your treatment. So send them the treatment. And then they like the treatment. I've never had anyone say, oh, we don't want it. And then they've always liked the treatment. And then they asked for the script and the proof of concept. And some of them even asked for like what else I've got. So I've sent them other stuff as well. Okay. Uh, how did you set up? Yeah, this is. I'm genuinely interested yeah. because oh, yeah. this is something that I. This is a road that I am yeah. starting to go down myself. Yeah, yeah. How did you set up your independent production company? It's the. the, the it's not my production company. Ah. It's um, Siobhan Hodges. Is the, she called Chevy Doodle Production? Okay. She used to work for Lip Sync Production. Okay. Right. And she worked there, and she, we were always going to get. And there's a couple guys that work there in sound and in color, mm. and they was always going to do the sound and color for us, which they did do the sound and color for us at Lip Sync, and I went to them. Mm. So she started a independent production company, and then we, and then basically it, we did it like that. And but I sourced, like you know, like the I found the the DOP, yeah, um, Jonathan Nicole, who was great, um, the sound guy, yeah. I just where did I get these guys from again? <sighs> do you know what? I think I found them on Mandy. You know that that well, Mandy. Mandy. Yeah, I think I found the sound. No, the sound guy on Facebook. I put it on Facebook. Yeah. And someone tagged the sound guy, and then the DOP I got from there. Obviously, I knew all the actors. Yeah. Locations was uh, not Finchley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finchley, Tolleton Park. Um, I reached out to people on Facebook. It was friends, you know, locations friends. Yeah. The the biggest expense was probably one of the biggest expenses probably the the car hires. Mm. But like I hired them myself. Like I hired the police car, and I hired the um, the Audi. Yeah. Bloody hell! Yeah, the Audi, which was annoying because there was some bits when I realised I've like on that last day we had to do it. Like you've seen one of the scenes, you know the car yeah. park scene. That that wasn't all shot on the same day. I'm know, not. Right? I'm not gonna lie. I my little bit of me, my little my heart kind of sang when I was like, that's kind of a bowl in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people you could recognise all the little places if you know the area. Yeah, um, I was. Victoria, right? What, didn't you do a pilot as well, or is that a sketch, or is that a short that you did? I've done a few short sketches. I've written a couple of scripts for pilots and short films and things. Um, I I filmed the short film over lockdown. Okay. Um, which was very stupid and about a fly. That was great. 
Get yourself on the get yourself on the camera, man. We can't see you. Hello, I'm on. I've seen it. I've met. He knows. I messaged him. That was that was a great short film. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was really well put together, and it was in lockdown. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't lockdown. Entirely filmed and edited. Did you win any awards for that? I got selected for a few things, but I didn't. I didn't win anything. But I filmed and edited on an iPhone 8, so I think getting selected is all right. Yeah, yeah. But then, like that. That, that's just proof that you can literally do this like with almost no money yeah you can that's what someone said to me there's there's a guy in Belfast called Colin Geddes who's like a big comedian but also makes a lot of sketches and videos himself and people will reach out to him and be like oh how do I get into making videos and he's like if you wanted to be making videos you'd be making videos exactly that's it yeah. exactly but that was genuinely that was a really interesting concept because it was really like low-key and you and I don't know how you managed to do it, but you made it really captivating. Yeah, and I watched it again the other day. <laughs> it was good, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, so we'll go back to you. Yeah. I'll go back to you now. Yeah, anyway, well, well done. <laughs> back to me. Fuck's sake. It was my fucking interview. <laughs> it's a family. It's a family. No, 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 that was good, though. It's quality. I enjoyed that. Really. No, so, I yeah. like, so what would you do differently then? If you, um, what now? Oh, do you know what? I, I Not can, in life, I mean specifically with Diamante. Oh, Diamante, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, what I would do, Diamante, I, I don't know if you noticed, in that proof of concept, I just use an A story structure. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's character driven all the way through. We follow the protagonist all the yeah. way through. It's just always with him. What I would do now mm-hmm. is, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can do it in scene order. I should because I've been thinking about it a lot. Okay, so I would go and I'd have a flashback scene as well this is obviously from rubbing watching this is us yeah i'd go back to um when he meets his daughter's mum jenny yes. and the backstory is on the you know from the treatment he his housemate muriel he's friends with her and his uh, baby mother for years before mm. damonte takes place so i do a flashback scene of them meeting because i just like that from this is us how they do it of how they met i'd have a scene of that how they met and also i would follow a B story with, um, you know, um, Muriel. Yeah. Yeah, Muriel and Raj. Yeah. Yeah, Raj plays, he doesn't have a name, but I'd go off and I'd have another story where something happens with them as well. So that'd be another little story. I'd have something going on with them. Yeah. And then basically what would happen is, and then you'd see, you know, where at the end, the character, um, Anna Clifford, Abby, she goes off in a taxi. Yeah. I'd have uh, the part where they actually, where she actually meets Muriel and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like basically, it would just be more rounded. You know, it'd all tie in more together. And you'd all be, in, and they'd all meet up in the same in the location that they started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It would all like, you know, it'd just be more stuff I would do just to give it, just to give more character depth. You know, mm-hmm. because I feel like we didn't really get to know them that well, and also. Um, the, the the end scene as well. It's rushed at the end. It feels rushed. Like I find it feels rushed. You know, like where she goes in and they, they have the thing and then the guy gets arrested. It's just all like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. But that's because I was um it was originally a uni project, so I only had thirty minutes. Mm. So I, I had to put this story into a thirty minute block. Whereas really that pilot episode is a forty five minute to an hour episode. It should be for what I'd want to put in it. 
Mm. So that's what I would do differently, you know. Okay. That's what I do differently. Um, would you do anything with the daughter, with the daughter character and Michael and the relationship between yeah. her and Michael Akadiri? Yeah, as well. That's the other thing as well. That's the other thing. I would also have like a, a development with them because yeah. they have no development with that either. So that would be the other story, you know. So I'd have like basically we'd still have our flab story and the yeah, other yeah. thing, yeah. I'd have, and then I'd have the Muriel and the Raj thing, and then the other thing was that was having you know see what's going on with the family as well because I didn't bring them back into it at the end you know like some people oh you should have brought it back in I said no but it it goes without saying like you know he gets what the the guy gets what what he wanted he's got his goal and it's obvious that his daughter's going to get what she wanted yeah but I would like I said if I was to do it again and like I said it needs to be it's not a 30 minute thing for me I feel it's a 45 minute to an hour it needs to be maybe about that to get all of that in there that's what I led into it yeah Michael was great in that one yeah Brilliant. Well, like you really, you really lucked out. Like, so what? Why did you go for mate casting mainly comics in the roles? Because you know what it is. I, have you ever seen that film Chopper? Chopper. What Chopper with Eric Banner. Uh, Eric Banner. Yeah. Yeah. You know Eric Banner. You know. Yeah. You know he was a comedian. Fuck. What? Yeah, Eric Banner was a comedian, stand-up comedian. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And he and he and he said once that um, comics make good character actors. And I thought about some of my favourite actors. And I thought, you know, like people like Eddie Murphy, great, great actor. Mm. You know what I mean? Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Williams, great actor. Have you seen um, One Hour Photo? What's that? One Hour Photo with Robin Williams. No, no, no. No, I have. No, I have. I saw that years ago. Yes, yeah. I have. But, I, I, but you know what, mate? I wouldn't know anything about it now. I saw that years ago. Ah, okay. Yeah, I have. yeah, I need to watch it again. But yeah, I just thought it could. And also... I know comedians. I don't know actors. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the, the the main guy in Diamond Saber, Brindsey Terence? I I just saw him on uh, Instagram. Really? I'm up from people you may know, and I clicked on it. And he was like an actor, and I thought, oh, he looks the right part. And then I put him into YouTube and saw his acting, and I thought, oh, he's a good actor. So I'll get him in. You know? What's he been in before? That's it. Um, he's been in EastEnders. He's been in um, what else? Is other stuff he's done. He's he's doing a massive theatre thing at the moment with um. What's the name of the guy, McAvoy? What's the name of that? Guy? James McAvoy, is it? Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, doing a massive theatre thing at the moment with him. It's, oh, it got okay. cancelled because of COVID, but now it's back on. They're doing um, a run in London, France, New York. Yeah, he's doing well. Holy doing shit. Well. Yeah. So you can now say that you got him before. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. That's it. And that's the same as um, they had that BBC comedy thing the other day. Yeah. And... Uh, it all in one episode was Lily, who plays Donna in Dumont. Yeah. Michael, who yeah. plays Ryan, and Raj, who plays in the script. He's called the Burly Man. The Burly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what we kept. That's, that was a running joke on set. You know. Oh. The Burly Man. Um, I remember following the production history of this. Yeah. Um, so I've seen a lot of photos on Facebook and stuff. Like, how did your son find doing being a DP? Yeah, he, he like yeah he joined he, he had a little go in there yeah he liked it he actually turned around and said to me that he wants to do that but I was like don't get into that <laughs> he, he was he's doing well at school and like he's gonna either go to try and go to either Imperial or Oxford or something to do like some biochemical engineering or, I said stick with that man yeah you know I mean he could be out of work for you I mean don't get me wrong it can be good but I'd, I'd rather him just stick stay on the path he's on but yeah he really enjoyed it and he was working as a runner with one of his friends and they really enjoyed it mm. as well so. How did you? So did you? Did you hire a lot of family and friends as well to do the production? Was it like I had um, for my assistant director was a uni friend, mm. uh, Monia Elheimer, and he's got experience in making short films. So I had him uh, for runner. 
he he brought one of his friends. Mm. Um, I had my friend Raji was runner, and then um, my son and his mate were runners, and then the DOP had all the lot. So we just got them to help the DOP. Jonathan Nicole and Jonathan Nicole was good. You know what I mean? Because the D, the DOP director of photography's job is to make the director look good, and and, yeah. and, he, and he done that. You know what I mean? He done that. He's good. It like that was my first proper thing directing as well. So, you know, the first day I was a bit, you know, and but after the first day I was like, right, I know what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? Like you get you get more into it. Mm. But the first day you're just finding your feet. Mm. I can't wait to do the next thing. Um, so how was your first day on set? Like when you were when you realised that this is oh my god, this is my thing. I didn't think I didn't realise how much fucking shit goes into one <laughs> thing. Like, I couldn't believe. Listen, mate, this guy turned up, right? It's the lighting. Yeah. That's the thing. The amount of lighting, the amount of lighting in that house, mate, it was mad. Like, you know, like you go in, there's like some massive light up here, another thing over there. Like, yeah, that's what takes long, Mm. is moving the stuff around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, I couldn't believe it. And that's a small independent production. So these films must be crazy, mate. You know what I mean? Trust me, believe Um. Do you think you'll go back to directing or do you reckon you'll go or you stick with writing? No, I'd like to be a writer director, but you know, you gotta be realistic. Both of them are hard to do, you know. Yeah. It's very hard to get in there. It's more it's more likely that I'd probably get into the writing and stuff mm. out of any of them because it's hard to be able to, you know, be a writer and director. You know, what I mean, just like people, you know, because it's other people. If I'm talking about if it goes on beyond independent stuff, it's other people's money, you know. So That's they 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 have a say. You yeah. Know I mean? Um, I was listening to Rockers because I'm that hip and cool i listened to both of roblo's audiobooks yeah okay. and what he's um what he said was the when it comes to tv the writers have the most the writers have the most say and they're then the directors of the mercy the writers and when you get into film however it's completely the other way around because the writers have li- almost no have almost no say yeah. how much rewriting on set did you have to do i um that the bait we did quite a lot you know you know because things change they certainly think hold on a minute even though we know the table read it's like on the mm. day like oh that doesn't sound right we'd say say it like this or try this you know like we'd, but like the um the bailiffs thing was originally supposed to be you know um will robbins yeah to be will robbins that would have been brilliant yeah but he he got a holiday to france last minute <laughs> i mean not france greece he went to greece last minute so i had to rewrite that bailiffs thing yeah. last minute and then I didn't know who the bailiff was going to be. And then you got Ben Cohen. And then I had to quickly rewrite that scene. Or, well, not quick. It wasn't quickly. I was stressed. <laughs> it was stressed, mate. Because I was because obviously I wrote it for someone. I wrote it for Will Robbins. That yeah. Part. So then I had to change it to. But I, I was happy. That scene was funny to shoot. That was like yeah. that was yeah. a great scene. It was funny. Like the I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to ruin the yeah. punchline or anything like that. But what Ben Cohen says yeah. at that moment was like, okay, some, you can imagine someone who's not clued up saying just that. Yeah, no, they are good. You know what? I've, the other thing as well, I've also thought about this, like a spin-off, nothing to do with Diamante, but you know, just because of the chemistry of them two was so good. Yeah. I actually have contemplated writing something about these bailiffs or you know like even though i had a treatment for it if i was going to make more mm. i think they were so good i'd bring them two characters back into it like as i'm saying to my dad like maybe mm. them bailiffs they end up leaving that job and they become drivers at diamante as well yeah you know what i mean so that's... have you seen master of none no 
I, it's the Aziz Ansari show on Netflix, right? And Master of None. Master of None. And it's it's really good. If you want like an idea of how to do that kind of thing yeah. where there's an F, where there's a main story but then there's like a couple of episodes where they go after one like one character. Yeah. Like that's a really good show to watch. What's it about? Um it's just about this guy called Dev and he just um he's just living his life in New York and it's just about his day-to-day go- his day-to-day goings on it's about the characters he meets and that guy's and the guy's played by Aziz Ansari right and he's it's really well done it is kind of it, not this kind of Demonte-ish yeah. in that it's focused on what it's got it's mainly got um, an A plot but then what will happen is there'll be an episode where it's a B a B storyline which is introduced in another episode. Oh, okay. So if you're gonna check this out, what, what genre? It's comedy drama. It's comedy drama oh, again. Wicked, yeah. that, see, that's my favorite stuff as well. My favorite stuff is comedy drama. Mm. Do you know actually? Do you know what, what I've got to say as well? With that Diamante, I actually started writing up a sitcom of Diamante, which is a completely different story. Yeah. But it was still the same. It was the same like. It had the same three characters, Abby, Muriel, thing, but it was it was fun, it was funny and just stupid. And then I was writing, and I was like, oh, I don't really like this, mm. you know. Like I mean, like this isn't this isn't like what it's I want to do, you know. What I mean, so then I changed when I when the uni project came in because I wrote that before when it came in, I had to do a thirty minute pilot or thirty minute film for uni. That's when I changed it to a comedy drama. Mm. Yeah. So um, let's go on to the sitcom thing for a little bit. So what? What kind of sitcom would it have been? Would it have been a multi-camera studio audience thing? Would it have been a single no, camera like single camera? It was going to be single. It was like it would have been similar to what it is like now. Okay. Except they would have followed the ABC sitcom structure, and then everything would have reset at the end. You know what I mean? It would yeah. Have been, and then even like the bit with the guy at the end, that was still in that. You know what I mean? But you know, it was there was more Abby and Muriel in it at the beginning because that. In the pi- in the sitcom, mm. they worked in the because I don't know if you remember in the car, Abby says in Demonte she met Muriel at the strip club. Yeah. Whereas in the pilot, they were working in the strip club. Okay. Yeah, yeah they were working in the strip club, and just I think, yeah, I believe that they already all knew each other. I can't remember now, but I think they already all knew each other. But yeah, um, I did do I did the draft. I should know this. Mm. I did the whole draft. <laughs> I was doing a sitcom writing course with Bennett Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a draft for it for that course, mm. and that's that's why I had that draft. And um, yeah, but it just wasn't. I just didn't like it, you know. Like I didn't like it. It didn't have a really high gag rate either. And I, I like my sitcom to be like. Shh. But although I could have punched it up over time. You know yeah. What I mean? But but yeah, I think sitcoms have got better. You know, sitcom. You a real good sitcom. You look at them. Like, they are high gag rate. You know, they're mm. talking about every like it's that, like. It's like a good stand-up set. They yeah. Joke, joke. Just set up, punch, set up, punch. You know? Like Desmond's or Only Fools yeah. and Horses. Yeah, like, yeah, they're... like that. That's what I mean. That's so good. Like they've got to, you know, it, people don't realize how difficult it actually is. Mate, yeah, it is. And like you know, I was watching this, uh, reading the script. Sorry, from um, is it called Further Rock from the Sun? Yeah, with John Lithgow and yeah, I was reading the script from there. And the, what they do is they highlight the, on this script. They, I think this is on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if anyone wants to look at it, they highlight, you know, the setup and the punch. The setup, mate. They're doing jokes every 15 seconds. Or something I'm, crazy. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just appreciating the fact that there's one other person than me that knows about Third Rock from <laughs> yeah, the Sun. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know about it though until that, until I saw that on YouTube. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah I didn't know about. It, but yeah, it's that, crazy. It's kind of staple viewing in my house. Like, yeah, fucking really. Like, um, but yeah, like when you look at things like that and you just don't, re- you look at things like Friends or whatever else and you just don't think that well you think a lot of work's gone into it but like you don't fully appreciate 
that is a freaking science man yeah friends is another one where you know like if you want to learn about the abc um story structure mm. friends is perfect it's so easy to get it as well you can yeah. you can put any episode of friends on and you know right that's the a story that's the b story that's the c story it's all there it's clear to see you know yeah um i've got to shout him out man because this is he's kind of my like he's someone that i use quite a lot but bennett aaron is fantastic yeah yeah he's great yeah yeah absolutely fantastic yeah. but like so how much did you have to reach out to other people like to get this actually well to get the idea finalized in your head like how well, what i mean so is like script editing and stuff oh right okay i'll tell you what i do yeah sorry yeah shout out to molly elm um she there's a girl called molly elm she's my script editor and i met her for you know are you remember i think i have seen you you're a member of the screenwriting on facebook aren't you? i am yeah so on there um someone else was looking for a script editor and i just saw her comment and then i send her all my scripts man the script editors worth their weight in gold yeah she's brilliant as well um yeah so i sent her i remember if it's diamantic because i had a few scripts i wrote at the same time mm. i sent her all of them in the end anyway i sent her three scripts and what she does is she goes through them she'll send you back some notes yeah yeah and then and then she'll and then you go you can either agree or disagree you yeah know? i mean because at the end of the day it's your story you know what i mean but like she's good she's good she's how, man, how good does it feel when they come when you come back when they come back saying i don't really have to give any notes on yeah, this yeah 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 <laughs> she no she she, she's a fan. She's a fan of mine. Like she likes my writing. So she she always, you know, it's not negative. But no. at the same time, I don't mind negative. You know what I mean? Like if it is shit, you want to know it's shit. You know what I mean? But no, she's she's good. She helped me, you know, shape it. And like, you know, she I, I'm I, my grandma and punctuation. I'm, oh, it's terrible. Like she does all that for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't do any of that. You know, I if if you was to saw if anyone was to see my raw script, just like a ten year old, bro. You know, I mean the story's there and and what they're saying is all there, but the actual like you know the spelling and stuff like she does all that for me. She's great and that's important. I think I think that's what a lot of people don't realise. It's even at a low level. A script that it is great. You know what I mean? Like mm. like yeah, you should get one of them. I mean, I can't remember what she charged me now, but it's not a lot. I mean, some of them were like re- a lot of money, but she's she's good for her money, you know. Yeah, I think Bennett Bennett's one's really good yeah. as well. And I was going to ask you, like, what was the thought process about not casting yourself in the main role? Because that is something that a lot of comics would do. They're writing their their own screen. Do you know what it is? <laughs> because this, the way I looked at it, this guy is paying me really mm. a slimmer better looking version than me he looks better on tv than i did it's not that i reckon i could have done the if i practiced i reckon i could have done the acting yeah and stuff, but I, I wouldn't have looked how i wanted it to look you know what i mean that's fair so basically yeah i wanted but i mean if i didn't get brinsley terrence i don't know whether it would have got made if i would have made it because you know it was a, a specific type of per you know he it was it's no it's perfect he's perfect yeah. As, the, as the guys he's perfect and the thing is as well i reckon if there was funding and it went on mm. he'd get even you know how the way if you ever watch like any of your favorite shows you see the first one they start getting into it and see yeah two, you know yeah, like yeah. you can tell they oh they've got used to that role now you know what i mean so it'd get better but now he was perfect like if i never found that guy i can't i couldn't imagine I'm, i probably would have made it i would have made something mm. but i probably wouldn't have made diamante i probably would have made something else you know what i mean so, okay yeah so he was great yeah but yeah i just didn't feel like i was right for it mm. yeah yeah i just had to be you know like i know everyone says that as well you know when you write 
sitcoms I did writing for itself, especially as a comedian. But mm. uh, I had to be real, man. I wanted it to look the part, you know. Well, you can't. Well, you haven't. Not, well, the thing is, you did include yourself. Yeah. Because I'm not going to spoil anything. Oh, but you yeah, are, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you are. But you. You are in it. A voiceover, yeah. Yeah, two voiceovers it. I do. That's it. Yeah, like, yeah. so you kind of do what, um, kind of what Jeannie Asheray did in her in her um, sitcom at the moment, where she's got, where she plays not the main character but a side one. Oh yeah, which I would do that. Pardon? I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's no pressure on you, then, yeah, is it? Yeah. That's no pressure on you, and then like you get the funny lines, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's it. I would do that. Same with like you know, I, I do a voiceover of a character called Governor. Mm. If that guy was to come, oh, that's the other thing. He said what I'd do differently before. I'd also show um, the main character really trying to get another job before he mm. takes the job. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in this one, he sort of says, oh, have you got a job? He says, no, and then he takes the job as a driver. Whereas if I do it again, I'd show more of him, like he'd go back to that governor, his, yeah. the guy that fired him, and he'd be trying to get the job, and the governor would be like, no, you know, get out of here kind of thing. So yeah, I would do that, you know what I mean? I'd, so why did you make him? Yeah, why did you make him a decorator? That's the real question. Um, because you know what it was. I used to do. That's what I used to do. Paint decorating. Yeah, I used to do paint decorating. That's what I knew. And um, I did that for like sixteen, on and off for like I don't know from sixteen to like twenty three. Mm. You know what I mean? On and off. Yeah. So that's why I did it. I know about decorating. That's good cash and hand shit though, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And I suppose it kind of does set up. For like, because in the, well, the time we're in at the moment, yeah. like, it's very easy for someone in that kind of work to go without for like months and months and months. Yeah, exactly. And um, with, I was going to say, with the um, guy, yeah, he, he's a decorator, the guy in the story. Mm. And also he's on, the reason why he's on probation, we put him that he's on probation, is we need to we need to make the states the reason why i did that is it that wasn't that was actually recommended to me by someone i can't remember someone that read the script it was either mark birch or so that molly um i can't remember they said to me to you know to make the stakes higher for when he goes in to save the girl yeah you know make it that he's on probation because then you know like otherwise he's just kicking the door down he's not got you know anything to lose mm. whereas this time now he's really putting himself at risk because he might go to prison for doing it that's why we did that you know? yeah all right so where do you go where do you think you're going to go next with these characters if 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 you had the chance to uh, do you know what to be honest with you i know it sounds like a, a negative thing to say <laughs> but i feel like it served its purpose of what i mean serving its purpose would be getting it commissioned but i don't feel like this is something that would get commissioned but what it has done is it's opened doors for me that was locked before mm. whereas now i'm like you know i'm being able to give people my scripts and they're reading my scripts yeah that is better better scripts than diamante and i've also built like you know um, i know them now so you know i haven't i don't think i've wrote my best thing well i know i haven't wrote the best thing i'll ever write yet you know because it's still early in my writing career so it's just good to know these people mm. and yeah so that's the that's the main thing i don't think i will write any i might just because it's you know like all them changes to diamante yeah i might just write them all on the script so i've got that in my portfolio and just tuck it away but yeah but apart from that i think it'll be left as it is well you know you know what i'm saying that there's quite a lot of people that have got it at the moment so you know someone might take a liking to it i don't know but i'm just saying worst case scenario it's it's i'm happy with what it's done for me you know yeah that's yeah. right and i've learned more from the diamante production than i did in my whole time in uni because it's you know learning on job you can't beat it no exactly yeah. so if you like if someone came to you 
and ask what are the top three things that what top three tips would you give um, for producing your for producing something like Diamante? What would you say to them? For what the top three things? I'd say just you know what, get a good story together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good story. Get a good story together, and you know then get your once you've got as long as it's a good story mm. you know like I mean look at like I mean I know this is massive now but look at Squid Game they're not great actors are they do you know what I mean get some friends together if you can't if you afford actors and just just make it mm. like Victoria was saying earlier on your phone man on your phone that's the other thing I've learned as well like there's a lot of places where I could have saved money and stuff like that which I do now I mean I'm not going to do my next one on a phone but it will be I'm going to do a feature film next right mm. And the feature film will be made for under 10 grand. Under know? 10 grand? Yeah, I'm going to make it for under 10 grand, yeah. I'm going to make a feature film for under 10 grand next year. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to use a phone. But I know now through the Diamante thing a way how to get things done cheaper and stuff. Mm. Well, like, is it going to be like a paranormal activity? Well, Paranormal any kind of thing? No, that's you know what my uni mate, he keeps trying to push me into horror a lot. And I've been studying a lot of horror lately because he he's like, because I told him my idea is in a single location. Okay. And he was like, I know you want to do comedy. He said, but you should try it. And he said like, you know, because to get on the ladder, and it's true, to get on the ladder and into the industry, it's a lot easier to go in through comedy because it's, I mean, horror, horror yeah. because there's that fan base. Mm. Yeah. But the thing is, like, and I have been like, like literally, well, I've watched so many lately, man. I just watched um, Halloween again. I just watched. Um, have you seen the second? Have you seen the new one? Um, yeah, yeah. I just watched Halloween Kills. What did you think? I thought, yeah, same old. Same. It was. I watched it last night, right? And I thought it was what I expected the 2018 one to be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where, because the 2018 one, in my opinion, was what was so, that one called? Is that H2O? Then? No, 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 no. no. Well, no, no, no. H2O was a 1998, 1998 one, oh. and then two fat. Then Halloween Resurrection was the 2002 one with Buster with Buster Rhymes. Oh, okay. And then they did the two Rob Zombie remakes, which no one forgets. But then the 2018 one was when they kind of forgot about the sequels. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. I have seen them. I have seen. I mean, I haven't seen that one for ages. I saw that <laughs> ages ago. Ages ago, but I've watched that. I watched. I watched Halloween. I watched. Um, have you seen that? Have you heard of the Hamiltons? Hamiltons, no. Yeah, because it's like a like I'm trying to look at low budget stuff. Yeah. As well. So this is a low budget horror, and I think that I think they say low budget. I think I read in the end it's made for like 1.5 million dollars or something. Hmm. But um, that is low budget though. That's independent budget. But yeah, I was looking at that because I'm looking for ways because I want to make something where I want to make it myself, but then I want to get a distributor for it. So it has to look like something and, and sound like something that could be in the cinema. Yeah. So I've, I've got like a loose idea at the moment, but I don't think I'm going to go down the horror path. I think I'm just going to make what I want to make and, I, then, and then just, you know, hope for the best. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know you're not going to make horror, but like... If you are like, if you are looking at low budget horror, which I mean, no, low budget films which look theatrical. Jason, watch and listen to any interview with Jason Blum. Yeah, I know, I have because him. yeah, he's great that guy. Uh, They've smashed it. Oh, insane! Like, yeah. I can't, I just can't believe that Paranormal Activity started off as a 15 grand horror movie. Yeah. And is now it grossed? What is it grossing like 420 million dollars? Yeah. Like that, yeah, it's mad and insidious like one million started for one million dollars. Yeah. Now it's gross, yeah. ridiculous amounts. Yeah, they um, have you seen the host? 
I've seen that. What you mean, host or the host? The one about the Zoom. Zoom. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. That's <laughs> Holy great. Shit. That's great. That's they picked. They they gave that guy, the guys that made that. My uni mate knows him, mm. and they gave them a free picture deal. Blumhouse after that. Oh, I'm not surprised. Picture deal. Yeah, that was great though, man. Done on Zoom. Oh, I mean, I. It's a gimmick horror movie, but my god, do they use the gimmick well? Yeah. Have you seen it, Vittorio? Or... No. No. So it's a horror film shot on Zoom. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, that's mate, the one. You've got to see this film, man. It's so good, mate. It's so good for it. It's only 58 minutes. Oh, how long's a Zoom call? It's, they... a, it's 50. It's a, fi- it's a 50. It's 50 minutes. Oh, 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do but, oh, yeah, it's good, man. That last, the last scene just yeah. scared the absolute yeah, crap cool. out of me. Fair play to them, though, as well. Again, and they've done that in lockdown. They done it over a long weekend in lockdown. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and they all filmed their stuff separately and stuff. Yeah, it's great. And like again, you couldn't tell that that wasn't a theatrically produced film. Yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. Even though it does borrow a little bit from like Unfriended and all those kind of things, but like you know, what's yeah. original? What's original these days? Oh yeah, I watched a bit of that. You know, that's what I do as well. Though. I watch a little bit of things. Yeah, because you know, like, they're they're just terrible, so you can't watch them all. So I watched a bit of Unfriended. I watched a bit of Polaroid as well. Polaroid. If if she takes a picture of you, yeah, you know, I know. Dying, and, yeah, you know, like I watched a bit of that. I thought that was awful. <laughs> I think I think it's still hard to do though in Paris, man. Even on the low budget I think they're hard to, without it looking if it was now in the 80s or the 90s mm. when people weren't using CGI yeah yeah. then it would then I might be thinking okay maybe I will do horror because you know it can look a bit ridiculous yeah but now I haven't got the luxury of it being able to look ridiculous because people would just be like oh that's shit yeah unless you do something like which has been done to death found footage like you know what I mean but it's been done to death it's hard to do mm. you know? like here's the thing it's so easy to make a horror movie yeah. but and it's easy to make money off a horror movie because people like me will go and watch yeah. almost anything because we're starved for anything, right? However, 99% of my shite. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm trying to think what else has come out recently, horror-wise. I watch, you know what? Do you watch everything? I watch literally everything. Yeah, I do. I try I watch to. Everything. I do. I do. So people say, where'd you find the time? I'll just stay up really late. <laughs> I'll stay up late. Like, even if I have a few hours, I will find the time to watch it. I'll stay up late. Like I said, that Halloween kills. I haven't seen the ending of it yet. Do you know what I mean? So I'm about three quarters of the way through. Ah, okay. Yeah, I need to. So I still need to finish it. But I mean, it's the same. Art. I mean, it's a good Halloween sequel. As Halloween sequels go, it is a good Halloween sequel. Not as good as the 2018 one, but it's a good sequel. And like, obviously, they've set it up for the next one, which is coming out next year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, of course it would be every year. Um. Oh, there's another there's another film coming out from I think it's from the people that made the, the oh no 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 it's come out already have you seen is it called Spiral Spiral yeah I saw that with Chris Rock yeah what did you think of it I thought it was an I thought it was a I thought it was well acted for the most part well maybe not not so much by Chris Rock but Samuel L Jackson was good in it um it was the fact I think Darren because Darren Embousman he directed the second one and the third and fourth one i think and i think he's actually improved yeah. however it was it just got a little it got ridiculous man like, I like yeah i like i do like them i like all of them though i know they're ridiculous <laughs> the store the spiders i just like that i just think it's great I, I i enjoy don't get me wrong i enjoyed it but it's like okay 
and uh, it got to the point where some of the traps were just like, okay, either you die or you die. Yeah. There's no way you're gonna. You know, there's no way you're going to live after that. But that's. A, but yeah, I. I'm interested to see where they go from. I'm interested to see where they go because they're never gonna let that one die, are they? Nah. Nah. It's a money spinner. Exactly. Money spinner here, Dude, it's been a fucking pleasure, man. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I enjoyed.